Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, this is L.A. Welcome back. So, let's look at the word entitlement. Entitlement gets used as a descriptor, especially in the West, concerning people who feel like they're owed something. All right. Feel like they're owed something. Uh, let's look at the actual definition for a second, though. Okay, so to be entitled is to give a name or a title to something, to furnish with a right or a claim to something. Which means that, for example, uh, if you purchase a car, then usually you're given a title to the car. And on the title states who the owner is. And that piece of paper says, you know, you own the car. Therefore, if you want to take a hammer and just beat the ever-loving, you know, just beat the ever-loving bolts out of it, I guess you could. And a house, when you buy a house, land, in the West, they, they do a title search to make sure no one else has claim on that land. And then once the title search is done, then they give the title to the land, once you purchase it, to the individual. And then I guess at that point they can either, you know, leave it alone or build on it or put rocks on it, you know, whatever they wish. But here's an interesting thought, all right? When you buy a car, unless you pay cash 100% for the car, you have to get a loan. And the loan is from usually a bank or a lending institution or a person. So guess what? If even though you have possession of the car, you don't own the car. And here's another thought. If you buy a house, if you don't, or house and land, if you don't pay cash for the entire house, guess what? You got to get a loan. And if you get a loan, you get it from a lending institution, bank, and individual, and so forth, and you don't technically own it, even though you have it. Because, you know, and you usually don't get, quote-unquote, the title, what they call free and clear, until everything's paid off. Now, why? Why does this matter? It kind of matters from this perspective. We're on this planet 
for a specified period of time, at least initially. All right, and by that I mean, you know, once you die and you're with Jesus and the second coming, and He comes back and you're with Him, you're going to be here again. But what you do with your life, the time, super important, super important. And whatever you use during that period of time stays here when you're gone. I've seen some people do some pretty ugly things for the leftovers of relatives who have died and gone to be with Jesus or whatever the reward would be. Um... Pretty ugly jazz goes down. And the thing that never ceases to be a fact is this. doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates. doesn't matter if you're the, the owner of Virgin Records. doesn't matter. Once you're gone, you're gone. <laughs> you don't get to keep any of it. Now, while you're, you know, while you're here, I guess you can do what you want. It's fascinating that Native Americans uh, did not necessarily have a concept for owning land because it didn't make any sense to them. How do you own land? In their minds, the land owned you <laughs> because... because there's nothing you can do. How do you own it? You know, the original Native Americans. Now, here's the thing. Entitlement is something that changes when Jesus owns you. Because when Jesus pays for you, and he did, and the living God owns you, everything you have belongs to him. Everything. Now, a lot of people argue about how much of my stuff am I supposed to give, you know, give back to God. Well, here's the thing. You, that's really not a really good way of looking at it, because he owns it all. We give back, and some people tithe, and I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying it's a good place to start, but if you can go beyond that, you know, or less, if, if you work it out with, with the Lord and you give less than 10%, then okay. But here's the thing. We give to God and to others to remind us who owns everything. We're not entitled when the living God owns you, everything turns from rights to responsibilities. From rights to responsibilities. I have the responsibility to reach out to my neighbor. I have responsibilities at that point. 
here's a verse I've mentioned before, but I, I, it really bears mentioning again because it is pretty much totally messed up in just about every media that has mentioned it. And that's John 8.22. Or excuse me, 8.32. Yeah, John 8.32. This verse is, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. All right. Now, here's, here's the kicker. Here's what's missing. This is part of a conditional statement that Jesus is making. It's part of a conditional statement. Now, what a conditional statement is, is, is this. If you do this, then this will happen. Or, in many cases, if you do this, then I'll do this. For example, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, uh, God mentions a series of blessings and curses that will happen for Israel. He said, "He says, and you know, if you will do this, then all these blessings I'll do for you. However, if you choose badly, all of these bad things will happen to you." But it doesn't mean he turns them loose. He said, yeah, I don't want to mess with you anymore. You're not mine. No, it's discipline, okay? We don't like to think... We don't, and that, This is going back to the entitlement thought, all right? Because we love to think about, yeah, yeah, I'm owed this. I'm owed this. This is mine. I'm, I'm owed this. You need to do this for me. But very, very seldom do we ever think, well, maybe I need to do something to get this title, <laughs> to own this, to to expect someone to act in a certain way to me. Maybe I need to do something. Maybe I have a responsibility. For example, if you move into a house, start living there, and you don't ever ask anybody. You don't check and see, you know, you don't pay anybody, you don't ask anybody, and all of a sudden the owner of the house shows up and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute, what are you doing? What are you, you're in my house. And you're like, well, no, this is my house, I'm here. Well, no, 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 no. And then what they do is they show the authorities that they own it, and then they arrest you and kick you out and take all your stuff. If you take a car that doesn't belong to you, or that you don't have title to, you just walk in, you know, hot water thing, and run. that's called Grand Theft Auto. Not the game, the act. That's auto theft. And if they catch, you know, or excuse me, when they catch you, or if they catch you, yeah, they'll, they'll, what are you doing in the car? Well, you know, it was this here, and now I'm in it, so it must be mine. Well, no. <laughs> you have to do stuff. You have to do something. To be to be entitled to something. Now, back to this verse in John. Here's what. Here's that verse again. Is John eight thirty two and it and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And man, movies and 
TV and songs and everything else. Every media you can possibly imagine has used that verse and slandered the ever-loving way out of it. So here's the thing. In John 8.31, if you go ahead of that, it says this. And Jesus was talking to some of his fellow countrymen. He said to those Jews which believed on him. Huh? Okay. Which believed on him. If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I'm doing the KJV thing. So let's, let's go ESV real quick. And let me read it again. So John 8.31 so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed on him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Now, abiding, abiding, that's not a one-time thing. Have you ever heard of an abode? An abode is usually called your a house. Hey, where's your abode? Well, my abode is my house. That means you stay there a lot. That's what Jesus is saying about abiding in his word. You live there. How do you live in the word? Well, no, you know, wrap the Bible around you, you know, peel the pages on, stick them to you. No, 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 no. Study it. You study it. And you don't stop studying it. You, you hear me say at the end of these uh, podcasts, keep on keeping on. That's what that means. It means you keep on keeping on and you don't ever stop. In the Greek, they call it the imperfect present tense because it never is a completed process ever. <laughs> you keep doing it, abiding. That means you study and you study and you memorize and you get into it. And you don't do it just to jam it in your head. You do it to live it. That's, the, that's actually very Hebraic. Is you study the word to do it to change your behavior. Because if you do that, see, if you, if you learn it and you live it, you own it. That's when the entitlement comes in. But it's not a, yeah, yeah, I get. It's God gets. And that's when Jesus says, look, if you do that, you truly are my disciples. Well, guess what a disciple is? A student. Guess what a student does? Studies. Guess what... Jesus' students do. They study the word. And he says, as part of this sentence too, by the way, and you will know the truth. What's the truth? The word of God is the truth. And the truth will set you free. Okay, now, this little word, this little four little letter word, with the F in the front. And hopefully you're thinking about the word free, because that's what I'm talking about. The word free. That word gets very misunderstood as well. 
Because when we, when we hear the word free, and I say we, but I mean, let me just say most people, most evangelicals anyway, we're, we're like, yes, we're free in Jesus. We say that a lot. You know, hey, we're free in Jesus. I don't need the law. I'm free. Well, it's a conditional statement. <laughs> the first thing is, you need to abide in his word. The second thing is, you get acknowledged as his disciple. And then, because you're studying the word, because you're Jesus' disciple, you know what the truth is. Why? Because the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, reveals it to you. Then the truth will set you free. Here's the question. Free to, for what? Free and freedom is highly misunderstood. We... In the West, especially America, you know, the, the the home of the you know, home of the brave, land of the free. Yes, but we're free to serve in the kingdom of God. We're free to serve. Serve who? Serve God. How do you serve God? You serve other people. You're free to be a servant because. It's you go from one thing to another. Before we were slaves in this, you know, to sin and death. Now we are free. Free, yes, but free to serve. Just like when God delivered Israel out of Egypt. He, when Moses was in front of Pharaoh, he didn't say, "Yeah, just let them go." You know, let, let my people go because you know I just want them. I just want them free. I want them out of here. That's not what he said. That's not what he said at all. He said, let my people go, that they may serve me. Yeah. Were they free? Well, yeah. They were free to serve God. See, there's the freeze from something. But you also have to think of free to something because we're obligated in that freedom to the Lord. Now, entitlement. Entitlement. What do you feel like you're entitled to? And if you think you're entitled to something, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that idea and go into the Bible with it and see how God feels about it. See how God feels about it. And I think you might be surprised in a good way. In a good way. So with that in mind, as I usually say, I encourage you always to keep on keep thank it on. you for listening to this edition of speak it on if you would like to support this ministry 
then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His word.